right, we just finished week 13 of the NFL, an exception to one game that's still going on right now, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to go around the whole NFL, give you the updates, talk about the San Francisco 49ers and what they need to do if they want to stay on top of the NFC. So we'll talk about this more on the other side of the break. So let's get this started. You're listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B. The Daily Podcast with Eric B. Welcome, everyone. It's The Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric B. I'm going to play some Christmas music in the background like I always do. This one's called Lo-Fi Chill Hop Christmas Mela Holiday Chill Beats. I want to thank uh, a Twitter, not a Twitter user, a thread user. Thread is that new app that, you know, it's supposed to go against Twitter. That's owned by Instagram and Facebook. But he told me, check out this album. This is a cool album. So I'm going to play it in the background again. Lo-fi, lo-fi, chill, hop, Christmas, mellow holiday, chill beats, a merry lo-fi Christmas to all. So if you guys like lo-fi beats, this is the album for you. So we're going to go around the whole NFL again. Week 14 of the NFL has come and gone with the San Francisco 49ers doing what they had to do today against Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks. First of all, the Dallas Cowboys. Today is December 10th, 2023. It's a Sunday. Dallas Cowboys is playing the Philadelphia Eagles. This does have some issues. If the 49ers continue to win it out, if the Dallas beats Philadelphia today, right now, 49ers are going to be on top of the NFC West. So far, they're going to have the number one seed. Dallas is going to be right behind them. I don't know if Dallas gets the number two seed, but all that matters is the 49ers get the number one seed to me. So we'll go around the NFL right now, talk about the scores, and try to give some highlights of some of the games. So first of all, again, like I said, Philly and Dallas is going to go on right now. Monday night game is going to be Miami and Tennessee. Well, there's going to be two Monday night games, I guess. There's going to be Miami and Tennessee and the New York Giants and the Green Bay Packers. So that's going to be on Monday night. But we'll go with the games that was on today on Sunday. New England beats Pittsburgh 21-18. Tampa Bay beats Atlanta 29-25. Very close game there. Detroit is on that downhill spiral. Jared Goff started off strong and is not doing what he's supposed to be doing like he did in the beginning of the season. They lose to the Bears 28-13. Bengals topples the Colts 34-14. Cleveland beats the Jacksonville Jaguars 31-27. New Orleans Saints, for some reason, found a way to win. Beats Carolina Panthers 28-6. That's the reason why, because Carolina is not the best team. The New York Jets surprisingly beats Houston 30-6. Baltimore beats the Los Angeles Rams 37-31. Minnesota and the Las Vegas Raiders. Probably the most boringest game of the whole Sunday. Minnesota wins 3-0. That's right, 3-0. And no, I'm not talking about a baseball score. I am talking about an NFL professional team. 3-0. Buffalo beats Kansas City in the late night 
afternoon game 20 to 17 patrick mahomes showed his true colors cried like his brother did yelling at the refs denver broncos beats the los angeles chargers 24 7 and the san francisco 49ers like i said beats seattle seahawks 28 to 16 we'll talk about the updates for the nfl season talk about what the 49ers again needs to do i apologize i said week 13 of the nfl we're now in week 14 of the nfl and we're gonna give you the updates on the standings what the 49ers needs to do who their next opponent's gonna be all right the nfl standings is as we go again there's a couple games that still needs to be played as of right now again december 10th this is sunday we're gonna go start with the afc east you have the Miami Dolphins at nine and three, Buffalo Bills at seven and six, New York Jets at five and eight, New England Patriots at three and ten. God, it's so different when Tom Brady's not in the, in the picture, right? The AFC North, Baltimore Ravens on top of that, ten and three, Cleveland Browns. Surprisingly enough, they're eight and five. Pittsburgh and Cincinnati are both tied at seven and six. So, wild card implications. That's gonna we're gonna figure out. Who's going to be in that one? AFC South, you got the Jacksonville Jaguars at 8 and 5. You have the Indianapolis Colts at 7 and 6, the Houston Texans at 7 and 6, and the Tennessee Titans at 4 and 8. AFC West, this is how the West is going to be won. You have the Kansas City Chiefs at 8 and 5, the Denver Broncos. Wow. They're at 7 and 6. The Los Angeles Chargers, 5-8, and eight, and the Los L-O-S-S Vegas Raiders are at 5-8. and eight. A lot of people get, get mad at me because I say that, L-O-S-S Raiders. Well, that's what they are. They're the Las Vegas Raiders. We'll go move over to the NFC, the NFC East. Philadelphia Eagles are at 10-2. and two. Dallas, 9-3, and three, and they're both playing each other as we speak. So Dallas can tie the Eagles if they win 10 and three. And then the 49ers will move to number one and the NFC for the number one seed. The New York Giants, four and eight. The Washington Commanders, four and nine. In the NFC North, you have the Detroit Lions at nine and four. Minnesota Vikings at seven and six. The Green Bay Packers at six and six. Chicago Bears trying to struggle and stay in there. They're five and eight. The NFC South, Tampa Bay, Buccaneers, and the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints are all three in a three-way tie at six and seven, while the lone Carolina Panthers, number one pick, Carolina Panthers, are at one and 12. In the NFC West, we have the San Francisco 49ers, 10 and three, the Los Angeles Rams at six and seven. The Seattle Seahawks at six and seven and the bottom of the NFC West is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if we have to look at the whole playoff implications in the AFC, Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, as we speak, are your AFC leaders. You have Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the Colts and Houston trying to make it in with the wild card. That's if it ends today. They're still three four more weeks left so we'll see what happens in the nfc your leaders are philadelphia the 49ers detroit and tampa bay and again if 
Dallas beats Philadelphia tonight. They move to the number two seed. The 49ers move to the number one seed. And Philly moves to the number three seed. I believe that's how it goes. Um, or maybe Philly moves into the, the wild card spot. Because right now, Dallas is at the wild card. It's Dallas, Minnesota, Green Bay, and the Rams with those last wild card spots. So we will see what happens. We will see who moves in. Again, it all depends on what happens to the score tonight right now as we speak let me go pull up the scoring dry or the scoring update going on right now with the dallas cowboys and your philadelphia who lost to the 49ers last week eagles keep seeing that that minnesota raiders game three to nothing come on jesus christ that's like a baseball score um, as we speak right now, 24-6, Dallas is beating Philadelphia at halftime. So we will see. Keep you updated as we go. Let's talk about the 49er game and how the 49ers did and what they need to do moving forward to stay alive. You're listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B. All right. Again, the final score, 28-16. Niners didn't play the best game. Niners played a great game. They didn't play the best game. Brock Purdy, um, do what he did what he needed to do didn't do it correctly first quarter first drive again i swear to god the way the 49ers play i think it's it's they don't come out of the gun running i mean okay forgive me first play of the game christian mccaffrey pretty much should have got that touchdown but he didn't he ran all the way took the ball ran all the way like 70 something yards 80 something yards um but ran out of gas Jordan Mason ended up with a three-yard touchdown. Um, that made it seven and seven nothing. But that's the first quarter. After that, they just kind of fell on a you know like what are we going to do next? They were they were doing certain things that they don't normally do. Um, Traverius Ward went out with an injury, so his matchup with DK Metcalf was kind of kind of not there. Not like in the first game when we met on Thanksgiving Day. DK Metcalf ends up getting a touchdown over. Um, Traverius Ward to make the game 7-7 seven to seven. and then that was it there was nothing going on Jason Meyer kicks a 40 yard field goal makes it 10-7 to seven in the end of the first quarter 8 minutes and 26 seconds in the second quarter 49ers facing a 3rd and 11 Brock Purdy finds Debo 54 yard touchdown to make it 14-10 and that touchdown was a nice touchdown that scheme that Kyle Shanahan drew up that was a nice touchdown safety bit kind of jumped and instead of waiting for Debo he kind of fell for the run and as soon as he fell for the run Debo ran right past him that's all she wrote Debo was wide open touchdown made it 14 nothing and again, in the third quarter, Debo ran a long run, but got stopped at the one. So the next best thing, let's give Debo a touchdown. It was a one yard. I call it a jet sweep. They call it a rush. One yard jet sweep touchdown. Debo makes it 21 nothing after the Jake Moody field goal. Drew, Drew Locke passes to Colby Parkinson. They did this play that the 49ers did to them last year and 
scores a touchdown makes it 16 to 21 and it was one of those things where that's the same play we did and someone already on tiktok took both plays and did it side by side the exact same play we did to them last season they did to us today 21 16 was a score and then brock purdy fourth quarter 14 minutes left it was second and nine we are on the seattle 44 brock purdy passes to george kittle george kittle breaks a couple tackles 44 yard touchdown makes it 28 to 16 and that's where the final score stood 28 to 16. brock purdy went 19 for 27 366 yards two touchdowns one interception that interception was a tip ball by brandon Ayuk. Christian McCaffrey had 16 rushes for 145 yards, no touchdowns. Jordan Mason, four for 20, one touchdown. Brock Purdy, two for seven, no touchdown. Debo Samuel, one for one, again, that one-yard touchdown that he got in. Debo Samuel for receiving, seven, for 100, seven receptions for 149 yards, one touchdown. Brandon Ayuk. Six receptions, 126 yards. They all went over 100. 45 uh, was his longest. No touchdowns. George Kittle, three receptions for 76 yards. One touchdown. Christian McCaffrey, one for eight. One reception for eight yards. No touchdown. Jordan Mason, one reception for six yards. No touchdown. Charlie Warner, name you don't hear a lot. He's the guy that's right next to George Kittle. One reception for three yards. That's pretty much how the game played. Our defense did the best that they were supposed to do. They had plays where they could have stopped DK Metcalf, but as soon as Traverius Ward went down, it was one of those things where it was one of those things where the 49ers had to figure out who would be the better fit for him. Abby Thomas did a good job. Diamondo Lenore did a good job. They did what they were supposed to do. And, you know, they stopped them. They, they ended up frustrating DK Metcalf and the 49ers. There was a little scuffle towards the end. And Diamondo Lenore and DK Metcalf, who was the instigator, ends up getting kicked out. So, just shows you how... The reason why we ended up getting DK, uh, the reason why we passed on DK Metcalf, you guys remember in that draft, DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel were both coming out and I really wanted them to get DK Metcalf because he just had that body, that big body. But the 49ers knew there was something wrong with his attitude. Like, no, can't get this guy if this attitude is going to be like this. Sure enough, they didn't get him. Sure enough, he's that bad attitude for the Seattle Seahawks. And that's, you know, it didn't cost them the game, but it cost them to get ejected because the 49ers was just getting in his head. So that's the reason why the 49ers passed on him. Back on the game, we got team stats right here. 49ers got 19 touch, uh, first downs. Seattle got 17. They passed um, 12 times for first down. Seattle got 12. They rushed seven times for, for a first down. Um, Seattle got four. 49ers didn't give up any penalties for a first down, but Seattle gave up two. Third down efficiencies, the 49ers were six for 12. 
sorry, six for 11, while the Seattle Seahawks went two for 11. Fourth down efficiencies, Seattle went 0 for 1. They tried to make the 49ers jump, but they didn't. 49ers didn't try it at all. Total yards, 527 yards for the 49ers, 324 yards for Seattle. Total plays, 49ers had 53 plays. Seattle had 55 plays. 49ers net yards per rush was 173 yards. Seattle had 70. 49ers rushed 23 times. Seattle rushed 20 times. Yards per rush, 49ers had 7.5. Seattle had 3.5. Net yards passing, this is the passing yards. Um, 49ers had 354. Seattle had 254, 100 yards difference. It's crazy. And completion versus attempt, 49ers went 19 for 27. And Drew Log won 22 for 31. 49ers averaged 11.8 per pass, while Seattle averaged 7.3 per pass. Uh, 49ers got sacked three times. Brock Purdy got sacked three times. Um, Seattle got sacked four times, but, you know, they, they that front line, especially the front line being that front, front line, they need, they need to do a better job. They need, they need to make sacks. They did make sacks. You guys are going to go, well, Eric, they made sacks. They did make sacks. They just need to do more. You got the, probably the best front line in the whole NFL. And they got to, they got to do a little bit better. You know, four sacks is good, but come on. They, they got to, they got to rush him a little bit more. Um, Let's see here. Where I went to sacks. Uh, sacks. So uh, yards lost to a sack. Uh, 49ers lost 14 yards total and Seattle lost 15 yards. Interception thrown. Drew Lock threw two interceptions while the 49ers threw one or Brock Purdy threw one. Again, that one was a, um, a tip ball that Brandon Ayuk just ran the wrong route. Uh, 49ers punted five times when Seattle punted six times. 49ers had five penalties and so did Seattle. 49ers had 30 yards of penalties while Seattle had 39 yards of penalties. And that was about it. Again, the game was, you know, was where it was supposed to be. The game is exactly where we want it to be, us as fans. 49ers play Arizona next in Arizona. That's going to be next Sunday. And then the following week is Christmas. They play Baltimore. I told you guys this last time. Baltimore is going to be the next biggest hurdle with the San Francisco 49ers. The good thing is, the good news is about this. Someone said, Eric, you got to bring this up. This is great news for the 49ers. They don't have to travel to Baltimore. Because the weather in the east is terrible. So they don't have to travel to Baltimore, which is, you know, again, implications, number one seed. But the following week after they play Baltimore on New Year's Eve, we go to Washington, D.C. and play the Commanders. So that's going to be, it's going to be one of those cold, cold games. Again, lo-fi, chill hop Christmas. 
Mellow Holiday Chill Beats by Dash Go. You can find this on Apple Music, Apple iTunes, Apple Music. I don't even know what people use these days. Apple Music. Pretty cool. I like it. I like it so far. It is. It does what it needs to do, right? Put you in that Christmas spirit. If you guys were betting, if you guys were betting on this game, 49ers was favorite to win by 14 and a half. And I believed. I believe for you guys who decided to bet on the game and said, you know, it's 14 and a half. It's a steal. I'm going to do it. You guys lost. Spread was 12. So if you beat, if you pick Seattle and you said, let me get Seattle with that spread, you won. You won. Over under was 44.5. And again, if you pick, pick the 40, the 44.5 on the over under, guess what? You won. Sometimes betting the over under is easy. It's an easy, it's a no brainer. That's what you, you gamblers who want to be gamblers. That's what you guys should be doing. The over under Unless you're the Minnesota Vikings. Oh my God. Let's see. Let, let me, let me just pull that up. Let me see what that, again, the score was three to nothing. Let me see what the odds were on this game. Oh my God. You, you're not going to believe this. Point spread was three. Minnesota was favored to win by three points. So if you, I'm just, I'm dumbfounded right now because whoever you, if you bet Minnesota and the three, you lost. If you bet the Raiders and the three, you won. If you bet the over and under, you definitely lost. That was 40.5. That was something you don't want to do. I'm not, I'm not a, a gambler. I don't do any of these gambling things. These are the guys that you got to reach out to and maybe talk to them and see, you know, what they think, but if the over under is 30 is three. Oh my God. You're listening to the daily podcast with Eric B. I'm just, again, I'm, I'm very, I'm very dumbfounded right now. Maybe, maybe they said, you know what? Don't score no more than three points. Cause I put a billion dollars on the Raiders to lose. I mean, they still won whoever did that. 11 minutes into the third, oh, sorry, 14 minutes into the third quarter. Dallas is still up 24-6. Again, if the Dallas Cowboy beats the Philadelphia Eagles, the way it moves up in the NFC, 49ers move to the number one seed. I think the Dallas Cowboys moves to the number two seed because they beat Philly. I don't know how the, the game, who... We got to pull up the Dallas Cowboys list and we got to see how they did the first time they played Philly. Cause if they, if they're tied, if they go into a tie, then up, oh, yeah, they lost to Philly the first time, November 5th, they lost to Philly. If they beat Philly today, which right now they're on that same path, unless they blow this lead, we're going to have to figure out. Who's going to be number two? 
And who's going to be the wild card? Because they're going to be one and one. And I don't know how they do tiebreakers in divisional rounds. But the San Francisco 49ers is going to be the number one seed. If they win out. See, this is this is the reason why I want them to have the number one seed. If they win out, if they win the rest of their games and Philly loses to the Cowboys tonight, December 10th, 49ers has the number one seed and every team has to go through Levi Stadium and play the 49ers in Santa Clara. I'd rather do that than have them having to go to Minnesota, Green Bay, Dallas, Detroit. Now these teams all have losing records or they're not, the records aren't better than the Niners. So if the 49ers did, did not get the number one seed or if they lose and you know, some, for some reason, Dallas gets the number one seed or Philly gets the number one. See Dallas and Philly can't get the number one seed unless the Niners lose the rest of the games moving forward. The only reason why is because the Niners already beat the Cowboys and the Niners already beat Philly in the regular season. So if the Niners just stays neck and neck with Philly and Dallas, when I say neck and neck, I mean, tie 10 and three, you know, whatever the, the, the final game is, if they don't lose any more than three games, the 49ers and the season ends up with the Cowboys having the same loss and the Philly the Eagles having the same loss, they still have to come through Levi's. Every team below the 49ers has to come through Levi's. And that's what we want. Playoff implications at its best. And that's what we're looking for. That's what we want. We want the other teams that's outside looking in, we want them to come to Santa Clara. Is it going to happen? Maybe. 49ers just has to do a better job Um Holding on to the ball. I say holding on to the ball like they dropped a, a few passes. I mean, holding on to this lead. Holding on to this lead. And you know, again, Kyle Shanahan, he did the best he could have done today. He had some genius play callings. Again, that Debo Samuel play call that he did. I watched that play and I saw how that defensive back went for the run. Even the one for George Kittle. George Kittle was wide open because the defensive back thought it was going to be a run. And he took that step. You know, we tell every football player, read step. There's a read step. And the read step means you take that first step and play it like it's going to be a run. And that's what that poor defensive back did against George Kittle. He took that read step, thought it was going to be a run. George Kittle ran right past him. That poor guy ended up getting a pass interference call because he tried to hold on George Kittle. He was wide open. Touchdown. Same thing with Debo Samuel. That DB took a read step, thought it was going to be a run. Didn't think Debo was going to go there. Actually, they took Ayuk and they made him do a hook. So he played that hook. And while he played that hook, Debo ran. I mean, this is, you know, all football talk, but go look at it. You guys are going to like it. You're going to like it. But I mean, there's nothing else that I can touch on this week. I'm just amazed with the Minnesota Vikings professional NFL team. Three points. I mean, they couldn't even give the, the Vegas kicker time to get out there to tie it up. 
I'm starting to think he had something to do. Again, I'm starting to think it had something to do with Vegas. That's that's what it is. Three points. Come on. How is that even possible? I'm taking a picture of it. So if you guys hear my flash. I'm only taking a picture of it because I'm going to post it on social media and I'm going to be like, what the? WTH, WTF, whatever you guys do it these days. But I can't, I can't, I can't wait to see what happens again. We play the 49ers. I tried my best not to say we today, but I was saying we. I didn't say it a lot. Almost did. Almost did. But 49ers, they have an easy schedule coming up. Again, just. The only thing we got to worry about, the 49ers has to worry about, is that one um, on Christmas against Baltimore. We'll see. We'll see. If they can beat, if they can win out, one, two, three, there's four games left. If they can win out, then the 49ers will be the number one seed. We get the first round by. Every team comes through Levi's. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if the 49ers decides to do that. We'll see if the 49ers decides to go a different route. They're not going to go a different route. Who are you kidding? But it was a good game. It was a good game. 49ers came through today. Cowboys and the Vikings. Let me see. Someone just someone just said something on social media. So I'm gonna see what the what the updated score is. And looking at the score, it is still 24 to 6. 12 minutes, two seconds left in the third quarter. I hope Dallas is just playing reserve mode. Like, let's just play some defense. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So what's next with the 49ers? What do they have to do? They have to stay healthy. Number one thing. We have a four-game lead in the NFC West right now. The Rams and the Seahawks are six and seven right behind us. So that's a nice four-game lead. We got to keep that lead. We got to just not lose anymore. That's it. They had their wake-up call the three games that they lost. That was a big wake-up call for them. Games that they should win, they lost. So they need to figure out how to stay healthy, how to win games. And we'll see if Brock Purdy is going to be on that names of list for MVP. Yeah, a lot of people are like, yeah, he should be an MVP or should be candidate for MVP. I agree. But again, the NFL, they want their stars. They want their their, you know, their, their players, 
Patrick Mahomes threw a big fit on national TV today, screaming. I don't know if he was screaming at his coach, Andy Reid, or if he's screaming at the, the referees, but he threw a big fit. He was a big baby. It was obvious. And that's how he is. I tell a lot of people that that's how he is. And once he gets angry, he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to do things. He doesn't know how. I mean, you know, he's a spoiled kid. And once he gets angry, that's pretty much it. He got angry, threw his helmet, broke something. But then you have someone like Brock Purdy. Who could be the face of the franchise? That baby face, clean cut. Doesn't look like, you know, he's going to swear. I mean, he could. Could say something like, gee, Willikers, gosh, darn it. I overthrew Debo. He could say something like that. Right? I mean, I'm pretty sure if he says any swear words, the NFL will be like that. Like, Jesus, my. But he doesn't look like the type that's going to be swearing. He looks like the type that can handle what he needs to handle. You know, and that's what an MVP should be. I mean, for him to come from a torn elbow in the NFC Championship last year. To be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. To me, this guy deserves at least to be talked about as an MVP. At least. At least. Has a QB rating of 116.1 right now. How that is around the league, I don't know. I don't know. He's only thrown six interceptions. Got sacked a whole lot of times this year. They need to fix that. 23 sacks this year compared to 11 sacks last year. So they do need to fix that. Two thirty-three for three thirty-two completion. He has a. He should. He has total yards of three thousand. 185 yards, 23 touchdowns. This guy should be at least let the NFL acknowledge him being at least a candidate for the MVP. And if they make it to the Super Bowl and he does what he needs to do, and he wins the Super Bowl trophy. It showed the world last year, last season, when he went down, when he got injured, the 49ers couldn't function. The 49ers needed Brock Purdy. The 49ers got Brock Purdy. They got him back. He's healthy. And he's winning games. He's winning football games. That's all they need. 
That's all they got. So yes, Brock Purdy should be the MVP. Should be. I don't vote the MVP. I'm not the guy to pick, but if I had to pick and if I had to go down and break, break it down where the 49ers wouldn't be in a situation they're in right now, if Brock Purdy didn't play, Sam Darnold could have done a better job. Brandon Allen could have done just a good job, but Brock Purdy's doing the job that he needs to do right now. Brock Purdy is there throwing touchdowns. Making Debo, making Ayuk, making George Kittle, Juwan Jennings, making these guys look good because he's throwing touchdowns. And that's what we need. That's what the San Francisco 49ers need. And they're doing it. They're doing it. So, yeah, should he be MVP? Yes. My book says he should be MVP. That's what I think. But again, it doesn't come down to me. It comes down to the whole NFL. NFL has a bunch of haters. When I say haters, they have a bunch of, you know, our guy's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Freak me out right there. Scared me. Guy started talking. Score alert. Philadelphia scored a touchdown. It is now 24-13. 10 minutes, 41 seconds in the third quarter. So Dallas needs to buckle down on some defense. Dallas needs to do what they got to do. Dallas needs to win this game. That's all it is. Bar none. And I know the Dallas can say like, yeah. Just because the 49ers killed us doesn't mean we want to help them out. But they want to win their division. If the Cowboys wins right now, they're going to be tied 10 and 3 with the Eagles. So they can still win their division. And again, that has a lot to do in playoffs, where your standings are. So Dallas just can't fold. Got to keep playing. Got to keep playing. All right, guys, this has been fun. This has been a cool journey that we're all watching unfolding in front of our eyes. Brock Purdy being the guy that he is. 49ers winning in 49 fashion, 49ers fashion the way they are. You're seeing all these ex 49ers coming out. Jerry Rice is always there. Steve Young is out there now, now that he's not broadcasting. So this is going to be, this should be the season. This should be the year that the San Francisco 49ers takes it, drives down to Vegas, plays the Super Bowl in the Legion. And I already said, if they win and go to the Super Bowl, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas. That's it. 
I might not be able to afford Super Bowl tickets, but I'm sure Allegiant Stadium has those big jumbotrons where you can watch outside. And I'm pretty sure that's going to cost like $500 just to go watch. So we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. You're listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B. I want to thank you guys for always jumping on. Thank you guys for listening to all my new listeners out there. I'm available on all podcast platforms. So if you're looking for my podcast, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify for you Spotify users and listeners, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker. I'm also available on Audible. I'm available on, what's that? Uh, iHeartRadio. I'm available on Pandora and I'm trying to get myself available on TuneIn and SoundCloud. But for now, it's no excuses. You try to say, I can't find your podcast, Eric. I don't know where to listen. Well, I just told you where to listen. I just told you where to get it. But again, for you guys who listens, you guys who comes on on a regular, thank you guys. Thank you guys for jumping on. Um, with the daily podcast with me, Eric B. Um, somebody asked me the other day about the recaps and reviews podcast. There's another podcast that I do where I just do recaps and reviews when it comes to movies, TV shows, or something like that. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do 2024. I don't know where I'm going to go 2024 when it comes to my podcast channels. There's still, you know, podcasts out there, me, the ordinary Joes, that's still up in the air we don't know if we're going to continue with the ordinary joe's podcast um me and aaron bielner and the diary of the little man's podcast we don't know if we're going to continue with that either but the daily podcast with me eric b is definitely going to be here it's definitely going to stick it's definitely going to stay so the recaps and reviews podcast i might just get rid of i don't know yet i don't know what i'll do come 2024 when it comes to this i know i'm planning to get more more host i mean guest host and guest um we're gonna talk about everything and anything me and a former football player right now is working out the kinks on him and i talking about the 49ers and what the 49 he's a niner fan i'm a niner fan so we're gonna talk about that we're working out the kinks, but again, we're probably not going to do anything until the new year um, moving forward. And I do have some guests that I have lined up that we're just trying to, you know, dot the I's, cross the T's. We're trying to work all that. So once that's done, once that's all figured out, once that's all set in stone, you guys will know. But the daily podcast is not going anywhere. You're going to hear everything on this channel. Everything from, you know, Lee telling me the daily podcast with eric b you know maybe 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 you'll you'll hear joe mama you'll hear that again maybe but this is gonna stay this is not going anywhere so i'm probably just gonna do my recaps and reviews on this channel so that way there's more of you guys who are already subscribed to me who's like well i don't have to subscribe to another channel to another station so might get rid of the recaps and reviews but again i won't know till till next season or next year next season i'm talking about football season i'm talking about next year but again i want to thank you guys for always jumping on thank you guys for always being here thank you guys for always giving me the love 
and you know you guys i do take a lot of constructive criticisms and for you guys who are giving me const constructive criticisms i love them i love them keep giving it to me constructive criticisms not the can you know criticisms that some of you guys are like oh man this sucks maybe you should do this maybe you should do that i don't like those kind of criticisms i like constructive criticisms but again i want to thank you guys for listening thank you guys for being a part of the show thank you guys for everything you do against again the 49ers 28 16 over the seattle seahawks and we're trying to get the number one seed dallas needs to win dallas needs to find a way to win so that way the 49ers are the number one seed today could change next week right good but until next time thank you guys for listening thank you guys for jumping on uh, don't forget to tell your friends tell your family about the daily podcast with me eric b so until next time thank you for listening guys the podcast has ended go in peace thanks for listening to the daily podcast with eric b last week i played this song in the background and somebody reached out to me from japan and said, where can I download this song? I've never heard this song before. And I told them, Charlie Brown. It's called Christmas Time Is Here. This is the vocal version. There's an instrumental version. But it's the Charlie Brown Christmas original 1965 soundtrack. So for my listener in Japan, that's where you can get it.